0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host Joshua Vergara. What's going on everybody? Alright, so we have Nick Gray from Fandroid back on the show and he was actually just back from a few days, as we say, off the grid. He literally went on a bit of a vacation with his family, just drove out to a somewhat local area and just decided to chill out for a little bit because the smartphone world has not slowed down. And of course the world is what it is at the moment. So of course being able to disconnect for a little while was very important. And that's why I wanted to have Nick on for this episode so that we could hear his story about uh, why he felt like he needed to just take a moment uh, even though he brought five phones with him. But it still turned out to be a very good mental and let's say emotional and just sort of physiological break for him. We get into some other topics after that, including of course the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 Ultra, which is still on people's minds, and now that it is on sale, people are wondering if they can put down $1,300 for this kind of phone. But I also get Nick's own thoughts in regards to the Apple versus Epic, just let's say craziness that's going on right now, which of course includes now the Unreal Engine. And I know that a judge Uh, just ruled that the Unreal Engine cannot be banned uh, from usage in the App Store, but that doesn't really include Fortnite still. Fortnite can still be banned from the App Store. So uh, it just keeps growing and growing, this war between the two. And at the time of recording this episode, uh, the Unreal Engine was like at the forefront of the controversy, and Apple was threatening to ban it. So this is a little bit before the most recent news, as is the case usually. Uh, But yeah, we just talk uh, at length about this whole thing. But with all that said, we're going to go ahead and get into this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this episode, and let's get into this conversation. Enjoy, everybody. Issa always makes fun of me because when I say the word test, it's always way louder than what the video ends up being. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, you're you're purposefully trying
1: to test it. You have yeah, to make sure then you're then, not peaking, though.
0: Which is true. But then when I actually get into the editing booth, it's like, oh, I got to boost my audio so much. And I'm like, well, maybe you should say test. <laughs> test low say test a little bit lower yeah exactly nick gray back on the show always great to have you back on by the way this i i say this every single time and it's also something i make sure to say every time we have a guest on when your setup is good your setup is good and this one is nice like good stuff here i haven't done anything besides move my desk so <laughs> but you got you the moved- nice, i mean you're you're doing the you're doing like the bare minimum thing which is okay People are saying it's the bare minimum thing now because they get they get annoyed with me when I come on like friendly Zoom calls and all that stuff, and I have this like bokeh background and high resolution video. You're doing that too, like you've got your is it this is the A7 or yeah, the A7 three, A7 three, yeah,
1: it's a good look with with my new lens.
0: Oh, that's right, you did get a new lens.
1: Yeah, so it's my twenty four two point two point eight instead of my three five from last time. So. <laughs>
0: You you gave me a little bit of grief for because okay this is actually a good opportunity like this is not a topic for the show but this is something I've wanted to say for a while let me um I'm, there's going to be a bit of a check in with Nick uh, he hasn't been on for a few weeks but that actually is it's a good thing because he's done some cool stuff this past week we're gonna talk about that as one of our topics because it's it's something I've been wanting to sort of explore um so kind of shifting things up a little bit quick device question. Hmm. note 20 with the plastic back did you it's are you writing off that phone because of it like i see so many people doing
1: uh so first off i haven't held it yet they haven't sent it to me yet so i can't completely write something off until i've actually used it i think um, many of us
0: aren't even going to get it though unless we buy it right well I,
1: I i think people started getting it like a day or two ago so uh it it may be coming. I th- they they wanted everybody to start using the Note 20 Ultra. That's the one they really want to push and then they're waiting for the first phase of reviews to go out and then push the regular Note 20. Um a $1000 phone, that's the price, 999 with a plastic back. I mean, that that just seems like a slap in the face. I don't write off a phone because of that, because plastic isn't inherently bad. But if you're paying a premium price for a premium product, you should get premium build quality uh, and a, a piece of plastic that's trying to masquerade itself as being glass is a little bit shameful, I would say.
0: Really? That, do- okay.
1: that, that doesn't make the phone bad. Not by any means. The phone still operates just as good as it would with a glass back. But you know, I, I'm personally one of those people that don't use a case on my devices most of the time. Uh, so I like the feel of the glass. Most people are going to slap a case on it. So for the average user, I don't think it's an issue at all.
0: Or even like a, a skin, not not sponsored. Yeah, but or a skin. A skin. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I've been. I was having this conversation with Isa yesterday. Um, She was asking, is it worth it? The the funny part was we had a tiny bit of miscommunication. She was like, what do you think of note 10 versus um, note 20? And I thought she was asking, what do you think of me doing a video on that? And I was like, yeah, totally. That's a great video. Like people are probably going to be looking at the two. And she was like, no, no, no. I'm literally asking you like, (laughs) what? I want your personal opinion. (laughs) So I I came down to this. Um, If you're on the regular Note 20 and you're thinking of upgrading to the regular Note 20, or if you're on the regular Note 10 and you're looking to upgrade to the regular Note 20, no. I I think there's very little reason to do so. Um, The new cameras don't actually enhance too much. I actually just saw footage from literally a year ago today that I recorded on the Note 10+. Plus. Now, the cameras weren't that different between the Plus and the regular. so um, I think they were the same. Were they the same? Yeah, I'm pretty when, sure they were. not Yeah, that. they were the same. Even if they weren't, they weren't drastically different whatsoever. Um, the video was good. I actually have a fantastic video, live focus video, which was kind of new to the Note 10. Um, of Issa, I mean, who better to do live focus video of than someone with pink hair? So <laughs> we were in like a lush, like we were in the Getty Villa, and I got this fantastic 10 second video of her just, just live color, uh, live focus color, and. Uh, everything was black and white behind her, and she was in focus and 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 colorful. It was great, um, but then with the Ultra, it's like it's like Samsung is straight up saying like, "Hey, go for the Ultra if you're that kind of user that you're looking for some crazy stuff." Mm-hmm. That in that in and of itself is a topic we're going to talk about later. But the reason why I bring this up is because the Note 20 being plastic, I was straight up for the longest time saying no it's okay plastic is fine i just said it in my oneplus nord review that just because the frame is plastic doesn't mean it's a low quality phone Mm -hmm. and also if you're going to use the term cheaper like this phone feels cheap well it's actually cheaper (laughs) it is
1: well (laughs) and so there there's the balance there of did they just do it so that they could make a couple extra dollars profit I mean, when was the last time that a note was a downgrade from an S device? Mm-hmm. This this is the first time that it's a downgrade from an S device, as far as overall features and also build quality, and that's that's a first since the note was introduced. Which I don't know, like you, it's it was their premium line of phones, and now it's the entry level one is no longer a premium device Mm. when you consider the build quality and the build materials. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm of the opinion plastic doesn't make an inferior device. It gives the impression of an inferior device, but...
0: Well, you were here for this. You were there for this saga because I was ranting about it on the internet to you and plenty of other people. I can't talk the way you just said those things because... I literally have an example of what happens when plastic <laughs> <laughs> breaks. <laughs> I'm so mad about this. The diff-
1: The difference here is you drop the Note 20 and it will likely survive. The mm-hmm. Note 20 Ultra will not. That's the difference between glass and plastic versus plastic and metal.
0: Yeah, okay, so this is my, this, okay, I got this camera, this, uh, for the listeners, I am holding the Panasonic EM5 Mark III, it is a mid-range Olympus camera, and it has literally been my favorite camera of all time, like, I love the GH5, it gets me work, uh, it gets my work done and all of that, that's great, but as a Micro Four Thirds enthusiast, this, look how small this camera is, it actually did a ton of stuff right, this is a powerful camera for how small it is. The problem is, in order to make this camera, and again, this is, this is just adding to the whole like I can't talk thing, to make this camera $9.99, <laughs> they made it fully plastic. And I'm a bit of a rough camera user, I baby my stuff a little bit, but I did the one thing that I feel like is a cardinal sin in cameras, I had this on a tripod, and I was lifting up the entire setup via the body of the camera thus putting a lot of strain on the tripod mount. Well, sure enough, the bottom plastic portion that covers the tripod mount broke apart, and now it's literally lifting off of the uh, chassis. Yeah, I was so devastated to the point where I was talking to Nick about this, and I was like, you know what? I love the features of this camera so much, I think I just have to go for the high end. So I ended up paying way much more money to use an Olympus camera again, Because I knew that if I replaced this with another just of this, it would break the exact same way. So I'm so devastated. But once I put two and two together, I was talking to Issa, I was like, oh, crap. I can't say anything because I literally, plastic literally failed me (laughs) like a couple weeks ago.
1: For the most part, though, plastic in phones means it's actually going to be... A little bit more durable than something with glass. Mm. Uh, you don't have to worry about it. Also, replacing the plastic on the back of the phone, if it does break, should should be significantly cheaper than replacing the glass.
0: Yeah, so. I've been I've been seeing a few people like getting a bit zealous. Let's say with the Note 20 Ultra, it has that new uh, Gorilla Glass Victus, which is I mean, what a name. Uh, but it's that Gorilla Glass on both sides of the phone. I think it was Danny Winget, who I would love to get back on the show, but he's just like the busiest man on earth. Um, he was putting the front of the phone down on like stone ledges, <laughs> and, like to take pictures of it. And yeah, stuff. we do that. We do that all the time, and it's uh, people cringe when they see that.
1: <clears throat> well, I, I will say I did drop my Note 20 Ultra Uh-oh. already. Um, I was I was going on vacation and I was recording a time lapse. And I had uh, the Note20 Ultra mounted in a gimbal to record the time-lapse with a little tripod mount at the end. And then it fell off where it was sitting, the wind knocked it over, and I don't know if you can see this bottom corner here. Cover cover your face. Focus,
0: you focus. Yeah, you gotta cover your face. Oh and yeah, that, I think I can that, see it, yeah.
1: It's just a little gash in the metal. It's literally
0: um, like right across from where the S Pen is.
1: I, I was surprised that the the glass didn't shatter as well. But um, so if you drop it on the metal frame, it should. And this was from about three and a half, four feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it's a chunky phone. It is heavy, but it can survive a drop if. If you don't have your first point of contact be the class itself.
0: Yeah, uh, I would know that having extensive experience in that. all your
1: research and <laughs> dropping phones all the time.
0: It was so dumb. Oh, man. Because the last test was always the front test. And we always knew like okay, that was going to happen. Yeah, we always knew. There was no, there was no like, we. we I might have been told to feign on camera, like, ooh, what's going to happen? But we know what was going to happen.
1: Um, well, you, you should try out the new Victus glass. You know, to I'm kind see, of to I'm see curious what would happen. because Danny was you saying sure Android, no, Android Authority isn't going to
0: do it. Do you, no, they've, do a they've, test? they've moved on from that many years ago, especially since I was the one who advocated for us to be like, let's not do this anymore. It's it's painful, guys. Come on.
1: <laughs> it got um, all
0: the views, though. It, it, at the time yes uh you'll you'll notice though that over time it did start to sort of dwindle a little bit mainly because many other channels started to make their channels only about that <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was it was interesting anyway um danny said that with his uh gorilla glass victus there's no scratches no nothing he hasn't seen any you know anything you No, know, maybe it is like something next level from gorilla glass anyway that is our little teaser. We are still going to talk about some Galaxy Note 20 Ultra stuff. Um, it is obviously when a lot of people's content went out. I mean, I'm sure all of our videos went out literally at the same time. What a day that was. Um, Not mine. I was oh, on vacation. Now, that's the now, good segue, by the way. Um, this is something... Once Nick told me when he returned that he had taken a few days to get off the grid i was like you know what i've been wanting to explore this whole idea of just disconnecting and i imagine it's a little bit harder to do right now because we're stuck in our home offices or we're just sort of stuck in place like it's not like we could get on a plane and go somewhere and take a vacation um but in your case i mean you you get in a car you've had the rv life like you know how to you know how to get out And I guess I'm just asking like, you know, what did you do and like what, how did it, how, how, how did you actually get off the grid for a little bit? Because you're not the only person I've heard from who's done this recently. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I would say all the credit goes to my wife because she's the one who comes up with all the ideas for our family as to what to do. Uh, probably about a week and a half ago, she said, We have not done a vacation this year. We've been cooped up in our house since February. We need to get out. So that evening, we just looked online. We had talked about wanting to go camping, tent camping, for a bit. And you know, with COVID and the pandemic, all that went up in the air uh, this this summer. Just because you didn't, a lot of campgrounds were closed, or they were at the beginning of the summer. Um, but we just decided we found the state park that was about an hour and a half to two hours away. Uh, uh it's actually on an Island, Kelly's Island, uh, in Ohio in,
0: uh, Lake Kelly Erie. as in the name, Kelly, Ke-
1: Kelly as in the name, uh, with E Y and S at the end, Kelly's Island, uh, because it was owned by the Kelly brothers. Um, but there's a little state park there uh with a beach and we just got to go explore the island and just have some fun and i wasn't expecting to be completely disconnected i actually brought my laptop i brought i brought five phones with me because that's As what we I do. do. Yep. I, I, I was planning on doing some camera tests and things like that. Uh, I, I did one camera test with a comparison, but um, we were gone for three nights and just being able to disconnect was great. They There was 4G and 5G on the island on Whoa. one side of the island, not on the other side where we were. And so it was like constantly, like every couple of hours, my phone would connect and like download my emails and then be disconnected. Uh, and they'd have, they had wifi at the campground, which was kind of surprising because usually state parks don't have Wi Fi. but it was only by the ranger station. And oh, so you had sense. to, you had to walk over to the ranger station and be within about 15 feet of the ranger station in order to check your email. And it was painfully slow so we decided you know it's not even worth it trying to connect uh besides you know checking some emails a couple times a day uh and honestly like i wasn't planning on being disconnected but the fact that i could go and play with my kids and not be like oh i need to check some work stuff uh took kind of the stress out of it because even even though we do try to go on vacation and you know, it doesn't apply to this only the this year, but in the past as well, you go on vacation, but you're constantly on your device. You take a picture and, and you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to post this right to Instagram right now. I couldn't post it to Instagram, which means I could take a picture, still got the picture, put my phone down and go do something else. Uh,
0: which was kind of nice. Yeah. My, um, my martial arts Academy, the family that runs it, uh, they, they got into their camper van, um, Volkswagen. Um, oh, I, I always forget the name. It's not the bus, but I always forget the name of their car. It's something something cool. Um, VW, the transporter. Um, camper van. Look at us Googling the, in the middle the, of the show.
1: The, the Eurovan. The I, Volkswagen has the Eurovan. They have the transporter. But uh, there's a, there's
0: a there's a name for the actual like model of the car i cannot remember what it is did it have the pop-up roof on it yes um good lord why is this mess? this is really messing with me now um but anyway oh well there's this top 10 list so maybe i can find it here um oh i feel so bad we're doing this on the show <laughs> um camber van yes
1: no, this there's is... there's the California, there's the Eurovan,
0: uh a couple others. Yeah. Well, okay. Anyway. They
1: also just call it the camper van.
0: They do. Um but like I remember seeing it as he was converting it into like a great. And by the way, my martial arts master, um my I'll say guru, uh guru is the name that is is the term for master in my culture. Um my guru, he was he's so keen on the work that I do. Like he's so proud of me as teacher to student of what I do and how passionate I am for the work that I do and how busy I am because of it. He even told me one time as he was starting to convert this camper van into the living space that they would use on trips like he just took, um he was like, "Oh, we could like do a podcast here." And I was like, <laughs> it's was a dad thing to say and it's it's so funny that he was so engaged. Um so many much love and blessings to him. Uh but he and his family they they did 3 weeks they they got in that thing and they just went everywhere and they were off the grid completely and it wasn't until after to your point of taking the photo and not feeling like you have to post it you don't have to ig story it immediately or anything like that Mm -hmm. they started posting pictures like a few days ago and i was talking to his wife and uh um, i'm connected to the whole family on instagram and i was like oh that's great you went to the bruce lee uh memorial in seattle and they're like, no, this was two weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then we started talking about how, how she How dare got you on.
1: post things late? What's <laughs> wrong with you?
0: And she was like, no, we've been off the grid for like three weeks. Um, so, it's, you know, now we're back and we're trying to like sort of rebuild stuff because the dojo, or the academy rather, the academy unfortunately has been closed uh, for some time. Um, so they're trying to figure out their financial situation and all of that. Um, regrettable. Like I wish I could be there for the private sessions that they do for training but i again i'm i'm literally the most susceptible to this virus i can't go anywhere so hazmat uh, suits but pretty much you know i would i would die of heat stroke before i die of covid in that case
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't they make hazmat suits with a portable air conditioning unit on the side
0: True, pump, but then then I have cool air in. I have no yeah I got to lift myself and that suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing jujitsu in that suit, can you imagine? um But yeah, like, did um it was probably like incredibly therapeutic, and I and I I don't know, I'm, I'm I'm I guess I'm just a little bit almost envious of the fact that you're able to do that because even in times of rest right now, when I'm like lying in bed at one in the morning, it's not rest because I'm I'm scrolling. I'm going through like Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. And then I wake up in the morning, like actually feeling kind of guilty that I let myself not rest (laughs) fully. Well, and you know, the smartphone
1: manufacturers and Google have been building in these well-being features into the phones because they know that we are addicted to our devices. Yeah. Um, It really doesn't work for people like us. I have 17 devices on my desk right now. And if I run out of time on one, I'll just pick up another one. I mean, for the regular consumer, though, you know, being able to use those features and say, I need to put Instagram down, I need to put Facebook down, I need to step away for a little bit. My wife actually does that every so often is she She won't uninstall an app, but she'll delete an app from the home screen and say she will only check it. In the morning or at night instead of, hey, I have two minutes. Let me check Facebook again. Mm. So it it has to be a conscious decision as to what you are doing and being aware when it is an issue. Um, And a lot of times you don't realize it's an issue until it's way past the point of being an issue. Until it's 3 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, it's 3 a.m. and it's been 3 a.m. three weeks in a row. And then you start realizing, oh, my gosh, I've been on this way too much time to put it away. Um, And just this year in and of itself and the way this whole year has played out so far and will continue to play out doesn't lend itself to stepping away from being digitally connected. Uh, So it has to be a conscious decision of saying, I'm not going to do this. Let me go do something else. Um, And for those who don't know, I bought a house within the last year and I've never had a place that had a yard. And the whole reason for that was I didn't want to spend the time of maintaining a yard. But honestly, I have really enjoyed maintaining a yard for one of the reasons being it gets me away from work, (laughs) not because I really want to maintain my yard and I want to have the prettiest yard in the neighborhood. It's that I can step away, still feel productive being outside, being physically active, and also getting something done and adding value to my family overall, even though I'm not in front of a computer doing work where I'm earning money, I'm doing it, doing something else.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to, well, I don't even know when that'll be. I, I know I have to make the time, but I'm really looking forward to a time when I'll be able to like, just be somewhere and enjoy it. like. Even when I went to Japan for the first time last year, I was running around with three different cameras. Like they were all running at once. There's actually a photo of me where I have like a selfie stick of the Insta360 and then I had my vlogging camera and then I'm trying to remember what another camera was that was on me. And I was like, I mean, granted, I I'm a huge Japanophile. Like I love that culture and whatnot. And I wanted, wanted to, to doc- take it all in. I wanted to take it all in, literally like like document it fully. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to find that balance. And granted, I went to Japan a couple more times after that trip and turning everything off as much as possible was very much the thing. But now we don't have the luxury of being able to go somewhere to do that. Like we have to stay here. And uh, well, I mean, you can still go somewhere. It's just you have
1: to plan where can you go? Oh, true. You know, if so, I mean, we we chose to, you know, go to a state park that was you know about two hours away we could have easily gone to something that was five hours away and, you know, being where you are in, in California, five hours gets you to a lot of different places. True, You just need to need to plan it out. And, you know, honestly, like next weekend, plan a plan, a three day weekend and get away and just disconnect. And, you can do it there
0: there's places out there you can find an airbnb or something like that that it's, would... it's funny you mentioned that because i think about it often and i keep thinking like yeah but is it truly safe though like to be in like a hotel right now like <laughs> hoping everything is sanitized and everything like that it's it's i don't know it's it's there's a lot to consider i think and well i mean the, the,
1: viru- the virus only lives on surfaces for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. so if like if you want to I, I think they say it's I think the max is like 24 hours. Something like um, that. Yeah. So if you want to be extra safe, you rent an Airbnb for a day before you get there <laughs> and just let the virus die. I love that. That's hilarious. And bring your own sheets, bring your own, you know, wash rags and towels and stuff and use your own stuff and you know, it, on hard surfaces it dies a lot quicker than it does on
0: soft surfaces. Mm, so, fair. You can be safe. There there's ways to do ways to do it. Yeah, it's 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 a matter of effort, obviously. Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, just wanted to have you share that story. Cause I think, I think we all need a reminder to be able to chill out a little bit and to take a breather and to disconnect a bit because it's so easy to fall down so many rabbit holes. Like I, the moment you hit that little magnifier icon in Twitter and you start to see what's trending right now. Oh my God. It never ends. Well, never ends. Well, I can't ever say I have l- hit that button really you don't check what's trending because that's how you get into that drama man there's a lot of drama right now
1: (laughs) i barely have time to check my feed of the people that i follow and i only follow (laughs) about i think on twitter i follow less than 300 people and i barely have time to keep up with that i don't have time to see what's trending that's that's completely out of my purview
0: <laughs> oh man. All right. well, uh, we are gonna get into some device talk. Uh, there's a little bit of I actually just alluded to our next topic by saying there's some gamer drama happening, but it's a little bit different than that. In any case, we're gonna get into it after this break. David Immel and I talked about this topic last week and I feel like uh, immel was Immel was actually the perfect person to react to. Uh, this whole Apple epic games thing going on because he and I were were self-proclaimed gamers and we follow this kind of stuff but him's reaction to some of the stuff that was going on was hilarious because we were just live reacting to like epic's um, recreation of the Apple commercial, which was a recreation of the 1984 scene <laughs> like that commercial was crazy and he was like that's hey, for the creators out there, you know what I'm saying here. Um, he was reacting to it so much that his audio was clipping. Like that was his whole, he was like, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. Um, but yes, like that whole thing happened at the tail end of last week. And it's only escalated since then. Nothing fully has happened yet in terms of like one side conceding to the other. There's still this like stalemate that's going on. I think unless I'm, unless I'm forgetting a piece of news, but I do know this. Apple is so mad that they're threatening to stop using the Unreal Engine in the App Store, which is used in a bunch of games. That's the last thing I heard. So I wanted to get your take on all this.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's. I I can see where Apple comes from. Like I'm I'm a big proponent of you create a system. You should have control of it except for these instances where the app store has gotten so big and it is so vital to the ecosystem for smartphones in general let alone you know just Apple's market share versus Android and the fact the clear distinction between Android and iOS where you can technically sideload an APK and mm-hmm. be on your way and still have Fortnite on your device even though it's not available through the Play Store. I mean that's that's how it was for a long time and then they they caved and put it in the play store with apple you can't do that anymore and this whole drama with apple even taking things to the next level escalating threatening of getting the unreal engine taken off i think not only is their behavior showing how anti-competitive they are and how much of a monopoly they have but threatening to take away unreal engine which not only affects
0: epic but dozens if not hundreds or thousands of developers the apple arcade is on unreal i think (laughs) well
1: and so at what point does apple realize that would just be shooting themselves in the foot yeah like if you take that away i mean to redevelop a game using a different engine would take months Of time and thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to do so uh, developers would most likely just side with Epic and bring a massive class action lawsuit against Apple which they would not win in any scenario so it's I I don't know like there's so much drama along this on these lines that it's been brewing for a long time I mean Apple has You know shown that it's dominant within the market space and shown that it is not willing to give any room to anybody and wants to hold on to that 30 uh which rightfully is theirs
0: but if there's another option well do you think that epic is trying to create that option because there's a speculation that they're going to make their own marketplace and their own i think the term is marketplace they're trying to make their own launcher slash marketplace
1: Well, so that's the thing, like the Epic is trying to position it as in, you know, we're, we're here for the people and we want other. Us and other developers to have access to sideload applications, but Epic create Epic has its own app store and game store that is available on PC. Um, and it is available on Android as well uh, if you sideload it. And so that's really what they want so that they can not only serve their games and make sure that they're getting the maximum profits out of their games when people do give you an in-app purchase, but they also deliver games from competitors. I mean, they—they're mm-hmm. the Epic Store is a competitor to the Steam The Steam. I mean, there's so many options out there when it comes to PCs as far as how you get games on your device. Uh, And that's due to the fact that the Windows is an open ecosystem, as in you can install anything you want and Microsoft doesn't get a cut unless you go through the Microsoft App Store.
0: Yeah, which I feel like not many people do, but it's starting to change a little bit because Xbox Game Pass is starting to be a little bit mm-hmm. more prolific. I'm actually using it now, too, and I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of into it. I don't think I need to pay $15 a, um, a month for Ultimate, but we'll see. Maybe I'll downgrade it. Um, But it's not like people talk about how Epic Games has this sort of weird exclusivity over certain titles but they're not the only ones like they're just they just kind of marketed pretty heavily that like oh we're the only ones who have this game or uh, xyz or anything like that apple kind of has exclusivity too like on the mobile platforms like there are certain games that only appear in the apple arcade like they they do the same thing Uh, a recent game just came out uh, samurai jack battle through time which i'm really into and i was about to buy it on my switch until i realized it's available as part of apple arcade and i was like holy crap I can play this game technically for free because Mm -hmm. because Apple was able to secure that license. I was like, wow, that's nuts. And I don't know, like Imel brought up the whole idea that the hearings that happened with the four major tech companies happened. And this would have been a very bad thing to see had this happened right before those hearings for Apple. Um, The whole antitrust thing, like I. I levy that towards Facebook the most because they're the ones who literally buy competition and copy them and then buy them and then, you know, like just sort of squeeze them out. Instagram being the main example and WhatsApp, of course. Apple, though, doesn't, it doesn't seem like Apple quite does that. But I think, and I guess this is my question to you is that mm-hmm. when you create the walled garden that actually has millions and millions of users and support, does that give you free reign? Like, do you think that that that, that affords you the ability to be so controlling? I I think it comes with the caveat of if you're not
1: a dominant market force. If you're a dominant market force, different rules should apply, and I don't know when those rules should kick in because Mm. if if I am, let's take it, uh, I'm Pebble. I am a smartwatch maker, or I'm Samsung making my own smartwatch running Tizen, and I only have one way to load applications onto that smartwatch with with through the, you know, Samsung's watch app. That's one thing. If you have a computing system that is used by 20% or 30% of the population of the entire planet and there is only one way to get content or applications running on that device, they'll come back and say, well, we have the web browser and you can access the internet through it and run web apps. And that's one of their arguments is that you can run web apps on on an iOS device without going through the app store. I'm like, that's not the same thing. Hmm. Um, and, and so there, there's this point where the platform becomes so big that it is, it, it is bigger than the company itself. And that's where, to your point, Facebook, Facebook is so big that it's no longer this corner of the internet where it's a little social network. Facebook is a huge part of all the web traffic around the globe, and they have a dominant footprint in everything that we do, even though we think we're not using Facebook systems we use facebook to log into third-party applications we use facebook in the form of instagram we use facebook in the form of whatsapp Uh, we're using a facebook application in a lot of different scenarios because the company is so big and they have so much power Uh, Same goes for Google, you know, Google can say, well, we can restrict the search results that we show you because it's our website, we can do whatever we want. But since Google is the dominant player, they need to have a fair and open ecosystem so that if I publish a website, and you publish a website, it's not promoted higher or lower based off of, hey, what if Google had a website offering the same information? You know, Mm -hmm. why would Google, why would Google's get priority over ours if the information is the same? So it's one of those things where once you get to a certain size, different rules need to apply. Um, I don't know when those rules kick in. I don't know what those rules should be. I don't know if people or companies should be restricted. I mean, if you go back in the day to the antitrust lawsuit or the monopoly lawsuit that was from, uh, Netscape against microsoft about the web browser i mean microsoft killed off netscape before it had a chance because they bundled internet explorer and put the icon on your desktop as soon as you turned on your computer and hey they got sued and they were told you can no longer do that you have to Mm -hmm. load up an application when you turn the device on it will tell you here's options for a web browser And so if Microsoft, an open system where you can install whatever the heck you want, couldn't give priority to Internet Explorer on its desktop, why should Apple only restrict applications to be installed on its devices only through their app store where they are getting 30% cut? I mean, the difference between Internet Explorer and Netscape was... Microsoft wasn't making any money and they weren't even charging Netscape any money to get their application onto the system. Apple's charging its competitors to put applications onto its phones.
0: Yeah. I think it's a, it's a very interesting nuance because I think that was where my disconnect was happening because I can, I can very plainly see where antitrust laws have to come in. If anti-competitive moves are being made and in the, In the case of Facebook and Amazon, that's very clear and obvious, you know, like especially in Amazon's case where they're literally like pushing the competition out, um, you know, in Apple's case, it wasn't it didn't seem so much in that realm. It's more like they just have control over a walled garden that they created and that the masses literally buy into. So it's like at one point, at what point do you draw the line? But I agree with you that at some point there have to be a few rules that are in place. And I totally get that um this is this is not a good look though this this whole like stop epic games from being there at all mm-hmm. like that's a literal move towards anti-compe- anti-competition well and the the
1: one other thing that just came up with in the last 48 hours was uh wordpress.com which is an application to manage your wordpress.com blog Apple just forced them to do add in app purchases to their application their, uh-huh. because there was a weird convoluted way where be, the application itself doesn't have any way to subscribe to your WordPress.com. Uh, subscription service to pay for your blog uh, on the website but Mm -hmm. there were a couple convoluted ways where you could get to wordpress.com's website and open the web browser and then from the web browser you could purchase your subscription and WordPress said we will remove that weird convoluted way it's unintentional we'd never wanted that to be there anyways and Apple said no that's not good enough Wow and they that's said, how you we, do
0: because that's how you pay for Netflix, too, right? Like you create your account on a browser, you don't do it through the app
1: yep, and right? so well, oh, wow. but there's but on Netflix there's nothing that says you need to go to your browser to go subscribe so mm. like if it, so within the app, there's nothing that tells you you need to go somewhere else to subscribe. you can only log in that's that's the only option available, and so with this, it was so blatantly strong-arming somebody, twisting their wrist to say no, you have to add in app purchases, and the fact that this comes a week after what the, you know, the whole epic debacle started is just going to add fire to the flames even more or gas to the flames even more. Um and you know the whole thing with the antitrust hearings that they happened in front of the Senate, that was the hearings that they were hearing from the CEO. They were going to take come back within the next month or two uh hopefully before the election and give what their ruling is so the the senators that were on the committee are most likely paying a lot of attention to what's going on right now within these couple weeks and will be taking that into consideration what their final decisions are as to what they recommend as in uh direct changes that the the big four need to make or laws that will be proposed in order to combat the the current market
0: dominance that they have. Wow. I mean, we'll see what happens. The next next couple of months are going to be crazy no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, at at this point, it's,
1: you know, I I never thought there was a huge issue with the control that Apple and Google have over their platforms. Google has less control. They still have a lot of control, though, from, you know, strong arming the manufacturers. Yeah. They still take cuts. They still strong arm the manufacturers. Um, there's money goes both ways. So it's not necessarily that, you know, LG is paying Google. Google sometimes is paying LG. Uh, but you know, there, there was the talk of Google wouldn't allow, um, was it Fortnite or call of duty to be pre-installed on some of the OnePlus devices.
0: Ooh, uh, I'm not sure, but it, I, I, I want to venture it's Fortnite because that's yeah. the obvious one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they they were going to allow them to pre-install it, which if if an application is pre-installed, that means it can get its updates directly or in a separate way, not going through the Play Store, which means they don't have to give the cut
0: to Google. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if the, if the, app, if the application isn't pre-installed or isn't installed from the Play Store, they don't have to do the in-app purchase agreements that the Hmm. 30% cut goes to Google. That's why a lot of the applications that you see pre-installed are like that. Um, and, and I always have questions of like, you know, there's the applications like booking.com, you can book an airplane ticket or delta.com. I'm like, is Google getting an apple, getting 30% of your airplane ticket? Cause I'm sure though there's some agreements there that are not the same as what they are. for everybody else
0: as if there needed to be more fees on top of everything i know (laughs) i know yeah all right well yeah some thoughts on that it's good like i i i I, this is also interesting and it sucks that any of this even has to happen but i'm learning a lot because of it um so yeah it's it's interesting we'll see what happens over the next however so long um maybe some of your games on the apple arcade just disappear soon we'll see who knows Um, Yeah. Uh, So we got about 10 minutes left. Uh, I'm actually striving. I'm going to make a little bit more of a concerted effort to make our shows less than an hour. Not because I want to cut conversation short, but because uh, apparently IGTV, which I've been wanting to upload the video version of this podcast to, um, they have a one hour limit. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so, I got to keep it below that. So, for the last 10 minutes or so, um, I do want to talk a little bit about. We're going to take, we're going to bring it full circle, bring it back to the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra, but not necessarily about our final thoughts on it because that's been all over the place this week. I have this, I, I just want to ask this question and we can go about it for about 10 minutes. We have the two extremes now, right? We have the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra at $1300. I keep wanting to say 13 dollars $1300. And then the Pixel 4a at $350. So it's like, where do, where do you evaluate what is important to you now when it comes to smartphones? Because like someone asked me, do you think that the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra is a good phone for the average user? And the answer is yes, it is that good. It is that great. Like pretty much there's no complaints whatsoever with this phone, um, if you're just looking at it like in a vacuum. But then, when you think about it, I made this point in my top five complaints video, uh, complaints and takeaways video. Let's say Dex is two hundred dollars. Let's say the S Pen is two hundred dollars. If you never use those features, you wasted four hundred dollars buying this phone. So it's like, at what point? Where do you draw the line?
1: No, I, I, I think the question is extremely valid. Uh, a couple of my videos that I've done recently, I've Put more emphasis on value and the overall cost of a device. And I've gotten quite a few comments saying, why are you giving cost of a device such high priority when talking about, is this a good phone or not? And I keep coming back to, well, do you buy a Maserati? Because a Maserati is probably better than the Honda that you're driving. And you didn't go out and take out a $100,000 loan so that you could drive a Maserati because Honestly, it is a better de- it's a better vehicle, but is it better for what you actually do? Mm-hmm. And most people use a vehicle to drive to the grocery store. They drive to their friend's house. They go around town. Do you need and a I'm... Maserati for that? No. <laughs> the it Maserati would be nice. will do it well, right? You but... will feel really cool while you're doing it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. change the overall experience. Well, it does change the the experience but it doesn't do more within the context of your daily life and that's where i've come back to the pixel 4a i have the nord here as well uh these two are very very compelling devices and honestly i i haven't done my full review yet of the samsung galaxy note 20 ultra um just saying the name makes my brain hurt sometimes so (laughs) sitting down and writing the full review i've i've only about a quarter quarter done with it um i honestly think it is not a good phone for the average consumer the things that the note 20 ultra offers are not for the average consumer they are for a pro consumer they are for a noid consumer they are for somebody who is a long time fan of the note series if you've owned a note phone before this should be on your upgrade list. But if you've gone your entire smartphone buying years without ever using a Note, there's no reason to buy a Note now. And um, the one thing, or the two things that, other than the S Pen that make this stand out, is the 108-megapixel sensor and the 5x zoom. Honestly, most people are going to set the 108-megapixel sensor to... 12 megapixels. So you're not taking full advantage of that. And well, the,
0: the, Technically the, you are though because of the binning and whatnot. Like it still benefits you in some way.
1: Uh, yeah, but the binning is worse than the 12 megapixel sensor on the Pixel 4a. You get less light. To, just because you're Pixel binning, like if you take a shot with the Pixel 4a in a low light situation and a shot with the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 Ultra at 12 megapixels at the light if you take it at 108 megapixels the note 20 ultra's image is going to be a lot darker yeah uh, true. but with the, with the pixel binning the image is better on the pixel 4a than it is on the galaxy note 20 ultra hmm. so like it, it's one of those things like yes the technology is there you're but you're paying for specs merely for specs not because those specs perform better yeah. as far as the processor goes it's amazing. The RAM here and the RAM management is amazing. But there are also other devices will, that will run just as fast, if not better,
0: in those situations as well. And so, it's also your perception, right? Because like you could you could probably give an average user the Note 20 Ultra and the OnePlus Nord, and they'll probably actually say the OnePlus Nord is faster. Oh yeah i mean the the
1: the optimizations that you have and that a lot of that comes down to the software and not necessarily the hardware Mm -hmm. um and so this is where i'm torn like it is from an achievement standpoint it is an amazing device but none of besides the 108 megapixel sensor uh for the main camera and the s pen any other manufacturer could build this phone their components used by or built by other manufacturers anybody could put together this phone and deliver a similar experience so what makes this special for me it comes down to the pen and you know that 108 megapixel sensor which honestly i don't think is a huge advantage when you consider what the competition is offering and how great photography on smartphones has gotten with the 48 megapixel sensors that are out there from Sony, and also the 12 megapixel ones that Google's been using for the last couple of years.
0: I yeah, I think I'm I think I'm on the same page as you um, on photos. Like yes, video mm-hmm. though, I have to say the Note 20 Ultra has been kind of killing it, it. It does take good video. It does. Yeah, it takes um, great video.
1: But then to consider, like if you're just doing this to take video, there are better. There are you could pay you could pay half the price yeah, and uh, get a ZV1. You you could pay half the price and get a ZV one and the video quality would be much better. Yeah, indeed. Um, And so like it's that toss up. It's like you're paying for the convenience of everything being in one package. Yes. Um, This phone is for a select group of people. Honestly, I would probably recommend the regular note to most people because I, I don't think You'd be missing that much of an
0: experience. See, uh, isn't that isn't that the interesting thing though? Like, mm-hmm. this is the conversation that people like us have, where we are actually discerning, right? We look at the features, we try to figure it out. Personally, like the S Pen, its number one feature to me is the remote shutter. Um, I I illustrated that with five times like self photo shoot photos. And it's great, like it's awesome. And a lot of people out there with Kvetch, thankfully they really didn't in the comments. But it happened last year with the No Twenty Plus, uh, No Ten Plus. Um, they were like, "Oh, just get a remote Bluetooth shutter." I'm like, "Have you tried a remote Bluetooth shutter? They suck. They." I have. You suck. can use them. Also, you can just set a timer. You can set a timer, but you at the same time, it- it's like you know, sometimes just having that little feel that, that 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 to be able to do that, and and also there are times when you hit that five second shutter and you just don't get there in time. <laughs> They have what? ten seconds too, man. Oh, they I got on. they got ten seconds. You're just gonna stand there looking like a tool. Anyway, um, I it's, I it's
1: actually a, I actually just did it this
0: afternoon. I'm finishing up a camera comparison. I in a I controlled did, environment, I, but imagine did, trying did to a, do that in the middle of like like freaking Duomo Plaza or something, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I I set it up. I did the three second sh- or the two second shutter to take a portrait sh- shot with the main camera, just to mm-hmm. take a, test out portrait mode, you know. Um, but it works. It, I don't know. Like there, there are certain features where you're like, yeah, that's really cool. But if the main thing for the S pen for you is remote shutter, you've lost the whole
0: point of the S pen. Well, it's just, I don't write to that extent. Me either you know and it is a good thing to use for like precision and whatnot that is absolutely just as important to me as the remote shutter yes but some of these features that they tout for the s pen i just don't use very often i will admit though there are times when i need to take a breather and coloring stuff is underrated it's very underrated um but the thing is yeah the remote shutter the the camera is pretty incredible but then i was thinking about it and i was again talking to Issa about this This why it's in my brain um yeah, the Note 20 is a more compelling device to tell regular users to get. Um, but I think that in Samsung trying to push certain features that are above and beyond, they cut the corners in the wrong places. Because imagine this, what if they didn't put Dex in the Note 20, but it had a glass back, right? Like, because no one says, yeah, the back is plastic, but Dex though, no one says that. You know what they could say, though? Yeah, the back is plastic, but look at this 108-megapixel sensor. That's a much more practical and better thing to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because Samsung wants to push certain things so hard, wireless power share, like DeX, all these things, it drives up the price, and then you end up losing some fundamentals that we now all expect. High refresh rate screen, um, you know, higher build quality, quote-unquote. Um, stuff like that. So that's, that's why I feel like it's so interesting. Meanwhile, you have a phone that's 350 that is so solid and so good, even if it doesn't have everything, you know? Yeah. As
1: far as performance and build quality, I I think there for the note 20 ultra, I think there were very few corners that were cut. The only disappointment as far as what the device actually delivers, the only disappointing hardware feature is the 10 megapixel front-facing camera. Yes. It is, it is bad. Like, <laughs> not, not like, oh my gosh, it's not doing what it should be. Like, it is bad. I, so the camera comparison that I'm doing right now is with the OnePlus Nord, uh, hopefully going to be going up tomorrow, uh, Sunday, for those of you listening later. Um, the Nord, which is a 400 euro device, and doesn't have a great front-facing camera. I just finished putting together my side-by-side comparisons. There is so much more detail in the front-facing camera of the Nord, the standard and the ultra-wide, when compared to that of the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. It's like they took a $5 sensor and stuck it inside this device and called it a day. It is bad. If you want to take selfies, this is
0: not the phone for you. Yeah, and it's so video. Soft and it like, is so what? soft, and that signature Samsung saturation is missing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's soft, and they, it is overexposed for the most part as well. Mm-hmm. Like they, like the they bump up the exposure at least one to two notches uh, further than it should be, and uh, it's do not take selfies with this phone. It, it is the the three hundred and fifty dollar Pixel three A takes better selfies, and mm-hmm. the OnePlus Nord takes better selfies um and you get a wide on the nord which is so underrated i love that wide yeah i love that wide i'm so i'm still pissed that google did away with it after the pixel 3a or the pixel 3 not the 3a but yeah i mean so as far as hardware i i think it's top-notch device i unlike the samsung galaxy s 20 devices which had some issues with focus uh, earlier in the year, which was fixed later with software update. I've not seen that at all. This phone focuses incredibly well, uh, with the yeah. three cameras on the back. Um, but yeah, I mean this it's, it's a device for a very small subset of people who know exactly what they want and know exactly how they're going to be using the device. This is for me, this is a phone for 2% of the population. This is Which is so funny
0: I- because like Samsung obviously will end up marketing it for everyone who's just mm-hmm. looking for something that works. And it's funny because the 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 answer is yes on all counts. It's just that you're going to end up every single person that finds that yes will pay $1,300. And it's like, it, it's just interesting to me because an average person will go, is this a really good phone for me? And I go, yes, but... There, there's yeah. so many caveats to that. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, but
1: keep in mind, two percent—a phone built for two percent of the population—and a thirteen hundred dollar phone at that. Two percent of the population is a massive number. True. Like, like if you consider we got three Galaxy S twenty devices earlier this year, and if all those are you know ten percent of the population, that's thirty add this is 32 the regular note i would say is for five percent of the population so samsung's already captured you know 40 percent of the market just with those devices and honestly those aren't their best-selling devices
0: yeah yeah true very very true All right. Well, there you go Um, on that final note, even then looking at Samsung's own library for like there's cheaper phones and they will be just fine. Also, like uh, another point that I've been making in my videos recently is that 2020 smartphone specs have just been so good that we can get good phones at pretty much any price now, which is awesome. That's great. And you, you're you the one who said, uh, I, I didn't want to steal your term, but you're the one who said that the Note 20 Ultra is the supercar. And I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the supercar. Like
1: the, everyone craves the supercar as the best of everything, but in day-to-day use, is it the best? Like, yeah. it, are you going to the grocery store to put your groceries in the back of the supercar?
0: Yeah, maybe I don't want to do that. You know, I'll just take the Kia instead. <laughs> Like, yeah right and again like life bleeding into work um i was talking about the plastic of my camera at the beginning now we're talking about supercars with the note 20 ultra i when my current lease is up i'm actually thinking of getting a corolla because screw that i want to save some money and <laughs> just have a utility car um and a bunch of my friends are like unspeakable like they think the, I- the corolla yeah
1: <laughs> you know- corolla hatchback
0: so I'm, I'm going for a little bit of style
1: I got I got a Honda HRV, tiny tiny Hell SUV. Yeah. It's uh it's a f- not a fun little car,
0: but <laughs> it gets the job done. I mean, it's the reliability of Honda and I'm still the expecting price and fun. the gas mileage. I'm still I've been doing a lot of research on the Corolla hatchback. I'm expecting to still have fun, so hopefully that will be the case. But yeah, like I'm just looking to slash my car payments in half right now. Like that's what I need. Um, Anyway, before we get too far on that tangent, I do want to make sure that we uh, let you have the floor, tell everybody, go ahead and plug anything that's going on. I know your Note 20 Ultra review is on its way, so yeah, go ahead and let everyone know. Yeah, so I've
1: got Note 20 Ultra review on the way and camera comparisons and the Sony Xperia 1 Mark II coming up soon as well. Finally got my hands on that. But if you want to follow me uh, personally, I'm at Nick M. Gray on Twitter and Instagram, or else you can find my video reviews uh, on youtube.com slash fandroid and fandroid.com.
0: All right, awesome. I'll go through the rest of the links for myself and Pocket now in the outro starting now. Once again, a big thanks to Nick for being on the Now Weekly Podcast. You can follow his links in the show notes. Uh, he also just talked about them as I get into this outro. You can follow me across all social media at JV tech Tea on Twitter and Instagram because you know me. I'm JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. Uh, you can also follow my channel where I have been posting content uh, that can supplement all of the Now videos at youtube.com slash Vergara. And then, of course, we have Pocket Now across all social media at Now. easily find over at Twitter and Instagram, and then YouTube.com slash now where we have videos like the now Daily coming out pretty much every day. With all of that said, though, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you again for hanging out with us on this episode of the Pocketnow Weekly Podcast, and we will see you in our next episode.